presenting this month's special series, Focus on Children's Health on ReachMD, the channel for medical professionals. One of the most important figures in child advocacy, Polish Jewish physician, Dr. Janusz Korszak, is still an unfamiliar name to most Americans. Dr. Korszak died in the Holocaust, but left behind a legacy of unwavering respect for children and humanism in medicine. So what can we learn from his work and his life? You're listening to ReachMD, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm your host, Dr. Michael Greenberg. Joining us today in a discussion of remembering Dr. Korshak, lessons in commitment and care, is Dr. Susan Weisberg, who's a practicing pediatrician and author of the book, Vaccines, Facts on Vaccines, Just the Data, You Decide. And she's here in studio. We're honored to have her. And by the way, all the proceeds from Dr. Weisberg's book are being donated to various children's charities. So welcome, Susan. Thank you. Tell us about this fabulous guy that I've had to study to prepare for the show, Dr. Janusz Korczak. Tell us about him and what first sparked your interest in him. Dr. Janusz Korczak is an amazing historical figure. I first learned of him when I read that he had become an honorary member of the American Academy of Pediatrics. I had not heard of him prior to that, although his name was somewhat familiar, because there are children's parks in neighborhoods I frequent named after him, and there are schools and international Korczak societies. But I did not know much about him before hearing about him from the American Academy of Pediatrics. Dr. Korczak is most famous for the way he died, and that is a great tragedy that should be honored and remembered. But I think what's equally important is the way he lived and the medical legacy he leaves us as a wonderful pediatrician. So I'd like to focus not only on his loss and the way he was lost, the tragedy, but on his life as well. So let's spend a moment on the tragedy in the show, only. Let's spend a moment on that and talk more about his life. Tell us about the amazing, courageous way that this man left this world. Dr. Korczyk was a proud Jew, and as such, he was quarantined into the Warsaw Ghetto in 1940. He did not leave the children from his Jewish orphanage. He was banned from the Catholic orphanage he ran and could not serve those children any longer. Now, what I understand is he had a chance, and he had multiple non-Jewish supporters trying to get him out, but he refused to leave. Righteous Christians, friends and supporters of Dr. Korczak, respected him, loved him, and tried to help him. One of his former secretaries, Igor Neurli, snuck into the Polish ghetto, dressed as a sewer and water inspector with false IDs for Dr. Korczak, tried to get him out, and Dr. Korczak's response was the famous words, you don't leave a sick child in the night, I will not leave my children. He knew the fate they faced. He had heard it. The rumors were all around that they would be eventually transported to be killed, and he chose to stay with those children. He sent Mr. Newley back alone. He marched into the death trains, the transport trains with his children. He had them line up to show that they were well behaved. He carried some young children. They had a flag of Israel and another flag commemorating one of the characters of one of the fictional books he had written, King Matt. And he marched into the train with the children. They were taken to Treblinka. He went with 192 orphans from his orphanage and 10 staff members and they were never heard from again. He perished in Treblinka. There is a rock that is engraved with his name at Treblinka. There is a monument in the Jewish cemetery in Warsaw memorializing the way he marched into that train. Through almost an honor guard of Jewish police. The Jewish police saluted him and stood quietly. They cordoned off a path for him, and he marched with his children. He did not leave them. 
there is an international Korchuk society. There are Korchuk associations. In 1971, the Russians found an asteroid that they named number 2163 Korchuk. There have been both Polish and Israeli postage stamps with his image on them. The United Nations named 1978 and 1979 the year of Dr. Yanis Korchuk in honor of what would have been his 100th birthday. Israel has claimed him as one of the 36 just people of his generation for which the world merits to be redeemed. And there are many monuments to him. There are parks and schools named after him. Well, let's forget the monuments for a minute. Let's really go to how he lived. He wrote. He had a radio show. He created a new type of orphanage, didn't he, compared to the way that old orphanages were run in his era. From what I understand, he had a child's council, and it was really based upon love now, not upon coldness. Can you talk about that? Dr. Korchuk was the Dr. Spock, the Mr. Rogers, and the T. Barry Brazelton of his day all rolled up into one. He is not famous because of the way he died, or he shouldn't be. In addition to that, he should be famous for the way he lived. This was a person who was technically, medically excellent. He went to medical school in Warsaw. He did additional pediatric subspecialty training in Paris, in England, in Berlin, and he was an expert in children's development. He said, however, that he was a doctor by training, a writer by passion, and a psychologist by necessity. He combined the facets of physicianhood and extended them and broke the boundaries of just being a doctor for people's bodies. He said that literature was just words, however, and medicine was deeds, and he used medicine as a tool to help children. He became a writer early in his career. He was a passionate writer. He authored 24 books and over a 1,000 articles. Some of his books were factual, medical. Some of his books were fiction, and he became well-known early in his career for his writing. Because of that, he was able to establish at a young age a very successful medical career among the elite of Poland. He did house calls. He was relatively well-paid for a physician. And in 1910, at the height of what could have been a financially profitable career, he left it to establish two orphanages, both a Jewish orphanage and a Catholic orphanage. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD, the channel for medical professionals. I'm your host, Dr. Michael Greenberg, and joining me to discuss Remembering Dr. Janusz Korczak, Lessons in Commitment and Care, is Dr. Susan Weisberg, telling us an astounding story. She's a practicing pediatrician and author of the book, Vaccines, Facts on Vaccines, Just the Data You Decide, and the proceeds from her book are going to various children's charities. She's a humanist herself, and she's telling us about this astonishing doctor, who perished in the Holocaust, who left us a legacy of humanism for children. Let's talk more about that. He established orphanages, not just for Jewish kids, for Catholic kids, too. He had a Catholic orphanage and a Jewish orphanage. They were separate, not by his choice. They were separate because the funding for the institutions was separate. He had an immense respect for Christianity, and he insisted that a chapel be included in the Catholic orphanage for the children. His orphanages were astoundingly, profoundly new for the time. They were humanist. They were kind. They didn't just babysit the children. He appreciated the children's personalities. He said that there is an unknown person inside each child that is the hope for the future. And it was his career goal to develop the unknown people in those children who he felt so privileged to take care of, although they had no other advocate. He had a self-governing children's court in his orphanages. He started the first 
children's national newspaper in Poland. He had a radio show that focused on how to love a child. He wrote books called How to Love a Child, The Children's Right to Respect. He wrote a book entitled When I Am Little Again, The Child's Right to Respect. And it's important to note that in his title, he doesn't say when I am young again. He says when I am little. He realized that children were little and in many ways powerless. Now these books that are sitting in your lap, I checked Amazon last night. These are all available. And our listeners can get these books and start reading them, not just pediatricians, but every listener out there who's a parent, Every listener who deals with a child anywhere in their life should be reading these books. Can you give us the names of some of the titles that are must-reading for us now that we're learning about this man? I would add also anyone who has ever been a child themselves. Or still is, like me. And can still get insight into their lives. The book that was published in 2007 is called Loving Every Child, Wisdom for Parents by Dr. Korchik. It was edited by Sandra Joseph. There's a foreword by Ari Goldman, and it was published in 2007. It's a collection of many of his thoughts. It is as relevant today in America as it was in war-torn Europe in the 1930s and 40s. He also wrote When I Am Little Again and The Children's Right to Respect, and it is a compilation of his ideas and theories about children. This person pioneered many of our current concepts about children. He talked about temperament before it was fashionable and before it was known. He said that he could look at a hundred cribs with children in them and know which ones would be fearful and which ones would be bold and which ones would be hopeful. But he also said that children had a resilience and an inner strength that tempered their innate personality types. Well, let me ask you a question. The more I read about him, the more I understand that he was truly a physician of the soul who understood that loving children was probably the way to overcome darkness in the world. How do you translate this into your personal pediatric practice? How can we do this? I am inspired by Dr. Korczyk. He gives me a new insight into children. He dealt with children who were in war-torn Europe. I deal with children who are in torn families. Our generation of patients has suffered more personal turmoil than any other generation of children, I believe, exclusive of those who have suffered war or famine or national political upheaval. Our children live in changing times, changing families. My patients are exposed to family breakups, much more so than any of their predecessor generations in America. Many of them have not met their fathers or don't know their fathers or who have little contact with their fathers. Although they're not physical orphans like Dr. Korczyk's children, my children suffer, and I can be inspired to help them and to realize how helpless they are when I read his works. One of my favorite quotes from Dr. Korchuk's is, We are all brothers and sisters of the same earth, he wrote. We get light from the same sun. The same earth covers the bones of our forefathers. This was a universalist, a humanist. And today we mourn another new orphan in the world. We still have orphans in our world, both emotionally and unfortunately physically. Rivka and Gavriel Holtzberg, the rabbi and rebbitzin of the Chabad house in Mumbai, left an orphan. Unfortunately, we are not past the time of orphans in our world, and we should all mourn that and understand the children that are left by continuing terrorism and war and strife in our world. Are there any more contemporary physicians you think might serve as similar inspiration for us? One of the great privileges of being a physician is I think our brotherhood, our sisterhood, contains many inspiring people. In our own generation, I am inspired by Dr. C. Everett Koop, who promoted AIDS awareness and who fought any 
thought of it being stigmatized and who treated it as a disease and a tragedy as it is. And in doing so, he went over the objections of then-President Reagan and some of the people in his administration. Dr. C. Everett Koop is a pioneer and an ethical man we should be inspired by. Dr. Carlo Urbani was an Italian physician, a World Health Organization infectious disease consultant who took on a consult request from Hanoi about a patient, an American businessman traveling there who they thought had some type of influenza. The man didn't. It was SARS. Dr. Urbani died of SARS. He worked tirelessly in the last parts of his life to try to raise awareness of SARS and declare it a real distinct disease entity. He was 46 years old when he died. He left three children and a widow. We should be inspired by him. All right, but being a hero or being inspirational doesn't mean you have to have your name well known. For most of us, it can just mean having a career as being a great physician and taking care of our patients. Is that true? That's true, and we can be inspired by these other people and be better physicians. When I'm on hold with chain pharmacies for over 30 seconds and I'm starting to lose my patients, I think of Dr. Korczak and what he endured for his patients. And it calms me down, makes me a little more inspired, makes me try to be a little more patient and a little bit kinder to the people around me. In leaving this subject for our listeners, it's health professionals. What would you want to tell them about Dr. Korshak and what they should do, how they should get his books? I would order his books. I would learn from him. I would give him a legacy by honoring him. Dr. Korshak has no biological descendants. No one from his family survived. We are a brotherhood and a sisterhood. Medicine brings together people of all different faiths, nationalities, backgrounds. We work together for a common good. We can bring light into the world. We can use what Dr. Korchuk taught us to bring light into the world in every interaction we have with patients. Well, as William Osler, the father of American medicine, said, you don't ever treat the disease, you treat the person. And maybe as physicians, it's time that we learn we're not just treating diseases in people, we're actually shepherds of society, helping us move toward a new level of humanism in our world. I'd like to thank my guest, practicing pediatrician, Dr. Susan Weisberg. We've been speaking about the legacy of the children's advocate, Dr. Janusz Korczak, K-O-R-C-Z-A-K. Please Google him, get his books, read them. It will really change American medicine. I'm Dr. Michael Greenberg, and you've been listening to The Clinician's Roundtable on Reach MD, the channel for medical professionals. Be sure to visit our website, which has been newly redecorated and looks beautiful, at reachmd.com, featuring on-demand podcasts of our entire library, including this show, which you can share with your friends and colleagues. Please send us your questions and your comments, and we truly thank you for listening. You've been listening to Focus on Children's Health on ReachMD, the channel for medical professionals.